Good morning. It's uh, Monday morning. It's good to be with you today as we uh, begin our weekly uh, study of uh, the Word together. Uh, today we're uh, staying in front of our Christmas tree here in the sanctuary. I figured it'd be a different place to kind of give you a different perspective with uh, Advent in the middle of Advent with Christmas coming up, kind of change up things and give you a little bit different look. You know, it's always good to have a, have a good background. I figured, hey, let's use actual things instead of a Zoom background. So today we're um, we're going to be looking this week in our uh, Lenten, not Lenten, I'm already the Lent, we're just not an Advent. In our Advent, first week of Advent study, we're going to be uh, looking at Luke 1, 46 through um, 56, the Magnificat. Uh, so we'll We'll read this passage through together this week, and uh, we'll look at a different perspective of the text each day. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about Mary, but I want to first read to you her her song of praise as found in um, Luke 1, 46 through 56. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in my God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor upon the lowness of his servant. Surely from now all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength, shown strength with his arm and scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary returned about three months. Mary re remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. So this is Mary's song of praise called the Magnificat that she um, she sings in Luke 1 after um, she has visited her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist and in the womb John the Baptist recognizes Jesus and uh, there's rejoicing in this moment. But in this um, we're going to talk this week about the, the world behind the text, what's happening in Luke, the world of the text, the world in front of the text, and we'll have a couple other days of reflection along with this. So today, I want to talk to you about Mary. Mary is an interesting uh, figure in Scripture. Um, I think she is, in many ways, a um, misunderstood character, particularly for those of us that are Protestant. Um, I think those of us that are Protestant, we often... Um, misinterpret our, uh, our Catholic friends' um, uh, reverence for Mary. I've often thought of what Rich Mullins said. Uh, Rich Mullins was the great Christian songwriter that y'all know that I love so much. Rich said, it's not that Catholics revere Mary too highly, it's perhaps that we revere each other too little. And I think that's a, a good kind of a neat way to look at it. One of the, one of the Mary became really emphasized in church tradition um, Early on uh, in the early church, because if you go back and look at the first the first few centuries of the church, you'll see that one of the great debates in the early church was understanding exactly who Jesus was. I tell people that we we have no problem in our context understanding the divinity of Christ. We greatly understand the divinity of Christ, that he was the son of God. Our struggle is to comprehend and think about the humanity of Christ. That, that's what we always struggle with in our modern age, is to think about what does it mean to say that Jesus Christ was fully human? That's our struggle. Well, in the early church, it was the exact opposite. They got the humanity of Christ. 
they struggled understanding the divinity of Christ. We don't have any problem understanding that Christ saves us from our sins. We don't have a problem understanding the, the miracles of Christ. We, we get that. It's to think about the other humanness of Jesus. We, we, we don't even like saying that, but he was fully human. For him to atone for our sins, he had to be fully human as well, fully human, fully divine. The early church was the exact opposite. They understood the fact that he was human. They walked with him, they talked with him, they were with him. They struggled to, what does it mean to say that he was fully divine? So within that, one of the early terms given to Mary was Theotokos in Greek, meaning the mother of God. She gave birth to the divine son of God, to one who was fully God. And for Mary, what the emphasis upon Mary giving birth to Christ and her being Theotokos, the mother of God, was the emphasis was still really upon Jesus. Jesus was the son of God. To call her Theotokos, to call, her the, to call her the mother of God, is to really not so much focus on the mother part, but upon the God part. You know, that Jesus Christ, the son of God. So the reverence for Mary early on in the church really flowed from the reverence of Jesus' divinity. And if Jesus was fully divine, then what does that mean to Mary and for Mary? And so I think I think when we when we think a lot about Mary and the reverence that many have for her, we need to understand that in light of the reverence that we need to have for Jesus Christ. So um, I think that I think that kind of helps us to understand where a lot, a lot of that comes from. But I think for us as Christians, I, I think for us Mary, Mary is such an icon of the faith and, and f such a, an ideal of what the faith is and what the faith should be. There's this great scene that plays out in scripture where the angel comes to Mary and says that she's to be with child and all these all these things that's going on. And her response to, to the angel is, let it be unto me according to thy word. Mary has a simple faith that accepts what God is doing and accepts what God's gonna do in her and through her and with her. And she says, let it be unto me according to thy word. I have faith in God, I have faith in God's plan and I have faith in what God's doing. And that's, that's quite a remarkable statement for a young girl. She would have been most likely 13 or 7, 13, 14 years old. For her to have had the faith to say, let it be unto me according to thy word. God, whatever it is you have for me, I accept. Let it be unto me as you say. What a powerful witness. What a powerful example of faith that Mary trusted God so much that even though this was going to happen and it was a great blessing, but it was going to have great challenge. And she accepted it, and she believed it, and she trusted in God. And so I think that's a good example for us today is for us to have the same type of faith, as to, for us to say, God, let it be into us according to your word. What you say, we will do. What we will accept, we will believe, we will trust. And even if faith has challenges to it, even if it has trials and worries, even if, it, even if it's complicated and hard, we trust in you, God. Let it be unto us according to your word. And that's a great prayer for us to pray today and a great hope for us to hope in today. So that I hope I hope to us, hope for us today, that's what we can do, that we can have that same type of faith and that same type of trust, that whatever life has for us, we can trust in God in the midst of us. And I think it also shows God knew what he was doing when he picked Mary. God knew that Mary was tough enough, that she had the courage and the faith and the trust in him, and the trust in his plan to to live and endure even the challenges that she was going to face. And I think that's a, 
I think God, God is with us and God, tr God trusts in us. And, and I think we forget that sometimes. It isn't just that we trust in God, but it's that God trusts in us. Today, know that God trusts in you and God believes in you. And God is with you no matter what the challenge may be or no matter what you may face. That God believes in you and God's going to walk with you through whatever you're facing today. So I think Mary is just this beautiful example for us of what faith looks like. That she trusts in God and she says to God, let it be unto me according to thy word. So today, may we say the same prayer. May we have the same faith and the same belief. Let it be unto us according to God's word. According to whatever God wills. According to whatever God wants. So may we follow in Mary's footsteps and follow in her example and live a life of faith no matter what we face, no matter what we go through. So today I'm praying for you. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week, to week, week this week, a great day today, and I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning for our deeper look at this specific text. Have a great day.